So uh, CJ's here to cut a open with me for once, man. This is uh, <laughs> interesting. So, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna come back after this break here, and this is when we uh, I forgot again to hit the record button when we officially officially started on the uh, the live show there with the voice of Motown. So uh, you got a little bit more of us here at the top, but um, high noon Saturday, man, gonna be a blast to watch this football game. I think it's gonna be you know great announcing crew. We know it's Tess. And uh, Greg McElroy, not a huge Greg McElroy guy, but yeah. Tessator man. Holly Rowe on the sidelines. So, um, no, ABC High Nooner. Um, you know, uh, Texas, they'll have some fans there. Uh, it'll be be a really, really good show. Um, super excited about this one. Be a nice little test to see where we're at. And obviously, we'll, we'll break it down in its full fashion. Oh, absolutely. So, you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee, fill stuff. If it's in the evening, grab the drink and uh, settle in. We're going to kind of. Uh, break it down for you and, and let you see what you're going to maybe get ready to see there in Austin at high noon on Saturday. And uh, Maybe we'll the, get you on the uh, the full analytics side after this. Hey, we're, we're going to try, man. We're <laughs> going to try. Hopefully we'll get to smoke some uh, Victory Cigars there again and uh, get the Mountaineers to 5-2, and two, which would be a, a huge, huge coup for this football team at this point in time. Yeah, and keep the door open for maybe a potential Big 12 title game. It's... It's there. It's it's there. Let's the back let's, door's still open. Let's, let's win it. Let's, let's win it. Let's win it. And, and then the we can then we can open. really talk about it. Yeah. So you guys know what to do. Get the coffee and get the drink and come back and join us here on the porch. It's an absolute bundle to pay him. Yeah. It would. But I think if he loses, the boosters down there are going to start to get a lot, lot louder. So I think, really, in all honesty, going into this thing, there's a ton of pressure on Texas' yep. side to get this done. They still got a very outside shot yeah. at the Big 12 title game. Granted, granted, a four in both teams, four and two, COVID year, maybe he gets himself saved. But very interesting, though, for the proximity and the trajectory of this season, the fact that they're four and two, we're four and two. This is an opportunity for us, a big stepping stone potentially for the Mountaineer program here in this game. Whereas Texas is expected to and you know, you open as a seven and a half point favorite, now you're down to six. The steam is kind of on the Mountaineers. I think we are seeing and we're gonna get into some analytics as to why we think kind of um, correct. But I think a lot of it for Herman, if you look at Texas the way it's set up this year is West Virginia knows Deggie's going to be back mm-hmm. next year. Exactly. I don't know if Texas believes Ellinger will be. That's a, that's an interesting – that's really interesting if you think about it. So I think that plays into – I think another thing that's played into the line, too, coming down a little bit is, as Texas announced today, starting running back won't play. Right, Keontae Ingram out with the injury. So I think that um, may be affected the number a little bit. Yeah. Now, you did see it start to come down. I think that's because a lot of people saw that and went, granted, no, we're going to jump on that. That's granted, a really nice number. Granted, Keontae Ingram hasn't had a great year, about 284 yards rushing. Not Actually, that, it's less than that because Ellinger, Ellinger has 284 as the leader. That's right. Yeah, it's like um, 250, I think. Right, I mean, in, in Ingram in the past, you know, he had 800 yards last year. He's, he's a pretty good well, he's a, running back. He's a you know? bruise, bruising physical runner, yeah. which is not out of common in the Big 12. I, I believe they're going to roll with Rashawn Johnson, or converted quarterback yes. at running back. Ran against us a little bit last year in that game. Went back and watched the uh, – the 2019 edition there in, in uh, at Mountaineer Field last you know earlier this week from last year and he had a couple good pops there, mm-hmm. um, you know. But Ingram, in terms of you know his yards per pop there, CJ, I mean, he was averaging 4.7. 
which is pretty good. He's not getting a lot of touches. They're throwing the ball a lot more this year they're, than they're they have They're throwing it a past. lot more, and I think some of it is, I'm not so sure they've been as good in the running game. Yeah. They, they've lost some of those battles in the trenches, and here's what's interesting. Their line isn't what it was. Yeah, because we, we talked about maybe bringing some of the analytics in it. Well, here it is. This will be the first big one. Yeah. Is net yards per play. That's the big analytical stat that's really started to play mm-hmm. in now, right? Okay. Dana Holderson's favorite stat. Well, that makes me question it a little <laughs> okay. bit, but, you know. But a lot of the people started to go that way. Texas is fourth in the league in yards per We're play. First. West Virginia is first, thanks yep. to K-State. So, you you look at that. Now, granted, they're a huge play offense, which is kind of interesting. Right. In that you'd think, because Ellinger will take shots, yeah. right? Yeah. But what's the one thing he doesn't do? Because you expect with a gunslinger mentality, mm-hmm. you're going to get turnovers off of it. He's four to one in the what touchdown to interception what, ratio. He's thrown five interceptions to twenty touchdowns. Yeah, this year. it's insane yeah, pretty, the ratio pretty, he's on. Well, he's a senior. He's been around the wars. He gets it. He knows where to go with the football. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get him to make terrible mistakes most of the time unless you heat him up. And I think that's a possibility well, for us. It, and, it's and more if you than get just him out of the pocket. It, that's where it is. It's more than just heating him up because against the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pat, completion percentage against pressure, he's like fifth in the nation. Yeah. Okay, In rhythm, in the pocket, he's a top 30 quarterback. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's excellent, here's, really. Yeah, here's the one thing that would shock you, okay? Because you'd look at him, you see mobile, you'd expect to be able to throw in the run. You get you him, get out him the outside edge. of the pocket, yep. he's a bottom third quarterback. Yeah. That's, yeah. Inter- that's an interesting stat that kind of boggled my mind a little bit mm-hmm. as you kind of went through it and watched. And if you watch the Oklahoma game, when they really struggled – Oklahoma did a very good job of forcing him out of the pocket, off his plane, off the spot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And But more importantly, when he broke out, they did a really good job. Now, not a lot in the fourth quarter, but making him stay in front, right? Right. right. Yeah, I heard uh, them joking on the Three Guys podcast, well, we'll get Bob Huggins out there, and they're like, well, no, wait, maybe we're not as good right. straight line drives. Well, but that's going to be the key is, is oh, if he breaks can, if he breaks out on the pocket, mm-hmm. that doesn't stress you. What stresses you is – is now if he actually goes into carries, which yeah. now are down due to some injury and banged right, up. Right. Here's the inter- and here's he's, the fun. He's pretty tough to bring down, but he I is. think we've got a good core linebackers that can bring him down in the open field as long as we keep gang tackling. You think about Tony Fields, 15 tackles last week, only five of them were solo. He's the ultimate cleanup guy, and against Ellinger, that's great because if somebody gets there, Fields maybe obviously coming, maybe spying yeah. him too, will be there as well. Yeah, and the key with Ellinger is... Keep him is, out there for four quarters too. Right, is that... He makes big plays in big moments like mm-hmm. when they need him. Like, He's a gamer. Forty-two percent of his carries go for first downs. Yeah. So if they end up in a big spot, third and medium, mm-hmm. third and short, expect him to keep it. I know he's got the calf injury; yeah. it's limited him. He's still going to find ways to try and make plays. That's going to be the interesting thing is is defensively because West Virginia is fifth in the nation in that havoc rate stat. Right. 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 Texas is like twenty-fourth nationally offensively mm-hmm. in allowing it, and then conversely, when you flip it over, they're like. I think 13th in the country and have it created defensively. Yeah. Western is 57th and allowed. This game is going to be huge in the trenches. Who wins it? Yeah. Which which defensive line shows up better? Because, I mean, we we talk about the Steels brothers. Mm-hmm. they got a guy in the middle well, that's just as good. I mean, and Osai on the outside is pretty yeah. good, too. You yeah. know. He's a guy that's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no question about that. Um, you know, CJ, on kind of getting into what you were talking about, and guys, we'll definitely be answering some questions and looking at some comments here in a minute. My eyesight is terrible. So maybe CJ might have to be the one to read some of these things, okay? Just <laughs> I don't know being, if you just, trust mine any better. <laughs> just being honest with you. Um, but here's, here's, here's the thing, CJ, kind of going on what you were, you were talking about, about Ellinger. I am, he's a gamer. I'm okay, though, 
as long as we are making him make those big plays, right? If he mm-hmm. if he makes those big plays and he finds a way to beat us, you know what? I think you have to live with that. But I don't want to allow him to sit back in the pocket and be in rhythm. Right. And you think about our D-line. You talked about our D-line versus you know their D-line. I think it's more about our D-line versus their O-line. Mm-hmm. I don't like their offensive line. I think our D-line can really kind of create havoc. This Like, it's havoc. I, you know, I didn't want to use the stat. I love it. But, I mean... I'm convincing think, you to come to the yeah. analytics well, side I, of things. I think I think we can, yeah, and it's it's wor- <laughs> it's probably worthy to come around a little bit on them. But the thing about it is, when you've got the pressure with Stills, Pooler, Mesador, maybe Austin's back this week. You bring it occasionally from a linebacker position. Give him different looks. Give him different things. Use the linebacking core to your advantage in this mm-hmm. game as well. Um, and like you said, make him make him have to make a mistake. You know, he doesn't make them, but if we can force a couple of them and we play clean. Huge advantage to us on Saturday. Yeah, and see, and, that, and that's where I agree with you. And I'll get, I'll get to the play clean here in a second. And I agree with you on because that's, that's what why they, that's did. why they beat Oklahoma well, State. Well, but see, I mean, that's you know that's what Oklahoma did is is they they lived with okay, we're gonna make you make the big play to beat us. And right, yeah, you know what? Right. There for a stretch like late in the fourth quarter, it was like man, he's gonna carry them to this win. Yep. And Oklahoma was able to make a stand late mm-hmm. in, in overtime, which was the difference. But. Can we please start? Can we talk more about Mezendor? I don't feel like true freshman gets yeah. very little credit. The kids, the kid Should has a, a freshman motor. All American. Yeah, I mean the kid's got a motor that doesn't stop. But turnovers, play clean is the important thing. If you, if I gave you the stat line minus one thing out of that Oklahoma State mm-hmm. game, you're going to tell me there's no way Oklahoma State doesn't win that ball game. But four turnovers, four turnovers to zero. Not only four turnovers to zero. Four bad turnovers. Think about this too, CJ. On that on that last drive, right? Oklahoma State is winning the football game thirty-one to twenty-six, despite all of this stuff that's happened. And then you have a penalty with a roughing the punter, running into the punter. I'm not exactly which one, it but it running. gave him it gave him a first down. Yeah. And at that point in time, then Ellinger gets a fourth down conversion earlier in you know earlier in that drive. Then he gets another one for a touchdown on a fourth and eight. Rolls around, makes a big play. Like we're talking about, we want him to roll out. He can make those big plays though. Just don't be in that situation like Oklahoma State was because you don't play clean to where it really matters. Right. That's well, the key. And, and here's the funny thing. It was really the four turnovers because mm. if you go back and look at the penalties, Texas yep. had 13, 8 for Oklahoma State. Yep. But it's when did the penalties come? And sometimes those penalties, oh. like running into the kicker, well, the, that the, pen, might the penalty on Oak State in overtime, too, is yeah. huge. It took away the well, touchdown. Yeah, you know? and, and coaches will flat out tell you a, a <clears throat> running into the kicker penalty. Yep. Anything right there on a special teams penalty that – Keeps a drive alive. That might as well be a turnover. Oh that's yeah, because that's exactly what it is. Yep, it is. I mean, because so you're looking defense, at five turnovers essentially for yeah, because your for defense, Texas defense got off the field. Your defense forced, did its job, well, and then special teams goes and, in. And but you also throw in the fact in special teams in that game they have a hundred yard kickoff return, which flips momentum big time. Yeah, do a good job in coverage units like we did against Kansas State. Kickoff return not as good. Could have been a little bit better, and you have the issue now with Casey Leg versus Evan Staley kicking those bad boys uh, down there deep. But we also think uh, we got the one, the young kid from Mar- uh, Maryland, who supposedly has a howitzer for a leg, and he could potentially True. do kick. Because you don't like having True. your the, the report is like he's your... going to handle the kickoff. Dude, okay, so. that, uh, that's what I that's what I've right. heard. I mean, that may, now Neil, Neil may change that. He may right. be playing that really right. close to the best. But the word is it's going to be Casey handling. Okay, it. okay. Well, I mean, it's you know he didn't do a bad job against K State, and K State I think has better return units in Texas. Texas popped a big one there. I don't yeah. think they've been great other than that. Um, I didn't wasn't impressed with them when I saw them against you know Baylor, or I don't didn't really see much from the return game against Oklahoma either. No, there there really wasn't, and that's not, I don't. 
Kansas State climbing Snyder, like historically, like Virginia Tech had paid right. attention to that right. that, right. that aspect. And, and I think we're doing that's, that too. We are, and that's not really what Herman wants to do. What the funny thing is, is you talk about this Texas offense, you take out two games, they haven't cleared 450 total yards. True. They don't have the skill for players, Because I don't count the man. UTEP game. I mean, no, that, that, that's does? a glorified scrimmage. Who does? I mean, they shouldn't have. They, they were literally <laughs> playing against air for most of that game. Um, <laughs> You know, no air to put up more of a resistance. Maybe I mean the miners, <laughs> the miners down from El Paso, man. Sorry uh, if I disrespected any UTEP fans. Our old Suarez, you know, it's yeah. it's tough there. Um, I don't think we got to worry about UTEP fans. Well, anymore. yeah, probably not. Um, but I, but I'll tell you though, man, they don't have the explosive game changing wide receivers they've had in the past. Now Joshua Moore, pretty good player. Other than that. I don't see the big play wideouts from Texas yeah, this like year that, like that, you've seen that in the Johnson past. Johnson kid last year. Or who, Duvernay. You yeah, know. who could just go out and high point balls and make big catches. Yeah, they don't seem to have that. And, and the amazing thing here is, too, is, you know, we saw the news headed up to the K-State game last week, mm-hmm. and then even more has broken this week about guys decommitting, which right. tells me the rumor mills on Herman mm-hmm. in his must-win in the, in the seat getting kind of warm down there might be really playing into it a little bit. Um, because there, there are a handful of schools that recruiting should not be difficult. Right. Texas is one of them. Yeah. Oh no, without question. And he's done a pretty good job. He now he has done a very good job, and you can take into what you want in recruiting. Yep. I mean, look at Dave Wanstead at Pitt during his tenure. He had a top five class three straight mm-hmm. years, and they were still complete trash. So, you, you, <laughs> well, you can it's Wanstead. It was Pitt, man. So we gotta you gotta true have all that I'm, with a little air quotes. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you know. We get caught up in, well, the kid's a four-star, five-star. I mean, you you look right. at Quincy Wilson, one of the best backs to ever come out of WVU, was not highly recruited at all. No. And, no. you know, Amos Zareway is another one. Wasn't really highly recruited. So sometimes those, those yeah, guys that had a stars, little bit more, though. True, but sometimes yeah. you get caught up in those stars. Jason mm-hmm. Walton was a five-star recruit, just Looked didn't like pan out. Never did anything. Yeah. Vita Fadu, who knows where he still is today. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I think sometimes you get caught up in that a little bit. But the, the decommitment rate – and, and – and schools have kids decommit all the time. It's not like this is a new phenomenon. Right, right. But it's almost an alarming where rate the, right you now. You wonder where Texas. the trajectory of the program is right now, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of an yeah. alarming rate for Texas. Well, and I think we could send into a nosedive Saturday. Yeah. CJ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the thing, too. I was looking this year. Ellinger hasn't ran the ball as much as he has in the past. And he's only averaging about 3.6 per pop anyway. To me, that sets up well for our defense. You know, now granted, Ellinger is by far the best quarterback we have seen this season. This would be without by far, this may be the best offense. But here's one thing that I'm going to say: we feasted on the bottom four Watch, of the conference. Well, Ty, you know what though, Baylor. Here's the thing: you want to say Baylor doesn't have the skill position guys they've had in the past. They're not that same team. But Charlie Brewer, very comparable to Sam Ellinger. They are kind of the same type of quarterback in certain respects. I think respects. El- Ellinger's a bigger, bigger guy. He's a bigger kid, but both have the ability to move a little bit. Both are pretty accurate. Both are both are winners, right? Yeah, and but when I they think, played each other, but I think skill set wise, you'd, you'd favor Texas. Slow oh, skill set. Yes, yes, but it's not by a significant amount. Though, no, I don't think I don't think it's a great divide. It's not like we're right. talking about Kansas and Oklahoma. Like we're not right, talking right. a massive divide. It's, but there there is some slight differences. There's a little no, bit. I, I would agree with that, and I think yeah. the calf. Is 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 really hampered Ellinger a little bit a little this bit, year? Yeah. Um, I, more Watch than out I though. That's Bevo territory. There, calf. You know. Oh yeah. Leg, leg injury. Leg, leg, leg injury. Leg injury. Leg injury well, well, we'll go hockey. Yeah. Lower body injury. Right. Right. Um, lower body <laughs> extremity or whatever yeah. that might be. So I think that's maybe affected him a little bit yeah. on it. Um, and I don't. 
I heard somebody say, well, maybe he's just trying to be more of a pocket to prove to the scouts he can do it. Yeah, that's always a good I, thing to say, but yeah, I don't think that, Ellinger cares about that because Ellinger I don't cares either. about wins. Yeah, that's I don't That's something either. that scares me a little bit also, CJ, about this game. Is, is um, we're in the hills. You know, so these things happen with with, with Wi-Fi. But when we were talking about Ellinger, and I think he kind of remembers what happened in 2018, CJ. Yeah. And that was his a loss in Austin. I don't think he wants to lose back-to-back games to West Virginia and Austin. That's a slight concern for me, man. He's going to have a lot of motivation. Well, I think this team is because, I mean, the last time the Mountaineers came in there, you know, Will Greer and them flashing the horns down. Right, right. um, I – I think and they showed that last year. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'll say this, though. Going back to last year's matchup, we played them pretty tight. Played a pretty good football game versus versus them last year for a team that wasn't necessarily there. I mean, it was a 3-1 and one versus 3-1. and one. It was, you know, beginning of October. You know, nice 30, you know, 3.30 crisp fall day in Morgantown. We got up early. This big Sam James catch. He had a good game against them last year. Hope he has yeah. another good one this year versus him. Would really help us if he does. Um... It was Austin Kendall making mistakes, turning the football over. Again, playing clean. If you play clean against Texas, we can beat them on the field. Oklahoma State didn't play clean against them. They lost. You know, you, you look at you also look at the Baylor game. Baylor didn't really play very clean versus them. They took well, a loss. And I, and I think that's kind of been the key in this, in this series right. is if you go back and look, yeah. um, starting really in all, starting with the first year in the Big 12 with Geno and then when they went down there, it, it's been yeah. whoever plays clean finds a way to win. No, CJ, let's... Or plays cleanest. I mean, because you're, you're probably going to have a mistake or a turnover. Yeah. It's, it's really tough for that. But it's really the team that plays the cleanest, doesn't have the dumb penalties, doesn't have the dumb turnovers, that, that in this series right. has tended to find T- a way to win it right. at the end. And the thing about it is we did a little bit better job of penalties last week. I think we did a little bit better job versus Texas Tech. If you really get into break it down when the penalties occurred, how they occurred. Yeah, sometimes it's more – it's not the number of penalties, it's when they – because right. you could have a game where you have one penalty – but that penalty is a 15-yarder at the end of the game that puts somebody in a position to win one. And like, really bad. And yeah. you're like – and you could be like, oh, well, they played a clean game. There's only one penalty. Well, that penalty cost you. It was so huge. Like, was if you're really like, a, like if you were a Bengals fan, they played clean until that, you know, double personal foul against the Steelers back when Burfick yeah. hit A-B and still has messed him up till maybe now. He's matured now, finally. I yeah, think maybe. that's what we've been told. Um, so, CJ, you talked about the series, man. I do want to get into that real quick. Okay. And then we'll kind of come back um, – to the to the, to the to the matchups analytics and then give our predictions here, um, but man, I, I wanted I wanted to kind of get into man the first game ever we played one game with them before we were Big Twelve opponents, so let's kind of throw that one out. Yeah, actually a West Virginia win, uh, mind you, but since we've been in the Big Twelve versus them, we have had eight matchups, four and four overall series. Right, we are three and one in Austin. They are three and one in Morgantown. Pretty interesting when you when you yeah, really dive into that. Yeah, it's kind of weird you think it'd be yeah. the other way around. Kind of like it is with Baylor. And when you talk about a rivalry, right? Because I think we consider this game to be a big game and a game we really care about and a game we want to win. It's kind of our, I'm not going to say our Super Bowl, but it's a huge game for West Virginia in well, this league. I, I mean, you, you go into the building and on the, the schedule, on the, on, the, you know, on the wall that the guys see every day, they have the Texas Horns Down logo. 
Yeah. Well, I think I think it does <clears throat> play into that, and the reason I think because when you look at it, when we came into the Big Twelve, it was who Oklahoma, Texas. Texas. Those are the two big yep. teams, right? Yep. What what created our opening for the Big Twelve, right? The teams that left, why the Longhorn Network? Right. A lot of teams were a lot of schools Never, were not. Nobody really liked it. Missouri hated it. A and M hated it. That's why they bounced. Yep. Nebraska didn't like it. That's why they bounced. Yep. They may be coming to look back. Coming yeah, back. Yeah, they in. may be Who looking to look back. them of late, you know. That so, be... I, but those were kind of the, the two teams that in the Big Twelve nationally had a ton of respect. Right, so right. yeah, when you're the newcomer right, into the right. block, that's who you're yep. looking at. Yep. And and for West Virginia to create rivalries in this league because of some of the dis- because of the distance they have to travel doesn't matter. Now here's, here's the, the Texas may not look their fan base may not look at us as a rival. There's a lot of chatter though between there, the two there, fan there bases. Is some chatter. I think they respect us and know us and I think the reason why it's becoming more of a rivalry, CJ. Four and four in the in the series, the games have been great. Oh the games think have been great. Think about fantastic. twenty think about twenty twelve. We all know, you know, the Geno initial horns down game with Tavon, I mean, when, one of the best. When, I mean, Gus was in prime form in 2012. The, the lone that. defensive highlight in that entire year came mm. in that game, by the way. The yeah. Pat Miller interception that sealed it. The yep. lone defensive highlight for that and, year. And boot scooting boogie. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Bowie making a bunch of plays. I mean, that was great. I mean, you think about it, that got it all going, right? Yeah. And we were never the same the rest of that season, but it was like, wow, okay, this is what we have to look forward to when we're playing against Texas. Yeah. You know, the next year, we're not a very good team at all. But it was a Saturday night in Morgantown, and we gave him a game, 47-40. to 40. I mean, it was fun. Super Mario was returning kicks. It was a great atmosphere. You know, Texas ends up winning the next year. Um, kind of a, a, you know, a struggle year for us, but it was a year when we thought we were maybe going to be better. Yeah. And then Clint Trickett gets, you know, his head turned off around against him, against TCU, you know, ripped sideways, and we end up losing the next week to Charlie Strong when we're ranked. You know, they kind of handled us. 2015, a year we weren't great, but Texas was really bad. We returned the favor in Morgantown and kind of dominated the second half and won a 38-20 game. So you're like, man, the back-and-forthness of this series also really, really fun. You remember 2016, Kaiser White literally yeah. almost decapitated a dude. <laughs> that's the type of game I'm hoping we can see he tomorrow. I Joseph for a minute. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but if you think about it, that's the type of game we might need to see tomorrow. A 24-20 defense Grind it out, run game, making some plays. We might have to score more than 24 points to win. This isn't the Charlie Strong offense. Yeah, as I say, 27-24 puts you up on the under. Yeah, well, no doubt, and I think some people <laughs> might lean there. Um, then you go to 2017, right? You think about that game. Remember that game. If you think about that, that's the Greer injury. Yeah. That's when the pinky is literally going three different ways. I was with uh, my girl at the time, and she was a nurse, and I said, oh, he'll be back. And she said, no, he's not coming back. I saw his pinky, <clears> and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, and that kind of derailed the season. Well, and then you bit. know you got that was the emergence of Kenny Robinson that day with with the with the pick six, and you kind of thought you could hang, but you never did. You know, you had Chugnov playing quarterback, and that was never going to work for anybody. Um, yeah, and then you come back and you win the the game with Will Greer, the the game that everybody's always the, always going to be brought up for one of the for best ages. Gus Johnson calls ever. Oh, he got it, Jennings with the catch. Uh, and then you got I mean, that, that and Joe Platt's like, did he? He did catch it! Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and then the you know Dana would say it, and you know I'm trying to keep a G friendly here, but let's go win the fucking game, and we did. And yeah, that, and that and Dana, that's his one kind of like check mark bullet point. Like 
drink to it moment. Like, you know, that was his yeah. win. And honestly, we'll, that was we'll Greer's win. We'll that was Greer's game. big win, too. Yeah. That was the, the kind of thing that got going. Granted, unfortunately, what happens the next week in Oklahoma State. And then, or, yeah. well, two weeks <clears throat> later in Oklahoma State. But, yeah. And then last year was pretty tight, too. So these games have always been good. They've been competitive. We care about this game a lot. We have a fas- passionate fan base. They have a passionate fan base. There's a little bit of a collision there. I think, I think they, and, and the they, they respect is, us. I think. I think they respect a little us. bit. And, and the fan bases are a little different too, if you think about it. <clears throat> you know, you talk about the Mountaineer fan base. We're loud. We're rabid. You know, we burn couches. We chug beer. Yeah. It, it's kind of the what things, we do. It's what we do. Theirs is you've heard it described as kind of a very wine and cheese. It's becoming less wine and cheese. Now though. it is becoming hey, a if lot. If you told less. that to Matthew, all right, all right, he'd slap you across the side. Correct. Of the face and there, that, buddy. now you're seeing it change a little yeah. bit. And some of that's you know Austin is a much different city right. than what Morgantown is. Austin's not a college town. It, it it's really not. It's a college town that masquerades as a college town. Yeah, and yeah. so there, there there are some subtle differences in the fan bases, but they both love their teams. Mm-hmm. They wear their colors. You know what happens on Saturday depend depicts their mood on Monday when they go to work. They're all burnt like, orange, brother. It, it's they are all about it. Yep. So, yep. and you know to be completely honest, their their stadium might be kind of like when you talk about in the Big Twelve, like. It's a destination. It is. It's one I want it's, to see eventually. It's a hundred thousand people. They're yeah. loud. It's it it's cool. So I, I think that kind of plays into it. So I think the fan bases. I think they do have a healthy respect for each other, yep. understanding that you could beat us any given Sunday, and we can return or any given Saturday, and we can return the favor. Sorry, we I, haven't played a midweek yet. You're, you're, you're in Al Pacino. Yeah, I was. I would pull Al Pacino yeah. there. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Um, so I, fight I, for I, that yard. Fight for the yard. Every inch. Um, so I think that that. Why does it feel winning or losing? That inch, it might be CJ. But see, Saturday, it's going to be a game of inches, though. Saturday, because is, these and two I teams think, are pretty evenly matched. Other than are. I think we're better defensively. I would agree with that. I, I think I they're slightly more polished offensively, just because of the quarterback position. But this is the opportunity for Jarrett Dakey. Mm-hmm. This is the game. If he plays like he has, you know, and he was a third-rated PFF quarterback, and the way he played last week against Kansas State, if he has that type well, of performance. Well, he was number two in the Big 12 again this week. Yeah. And and because we knocked on him last week, I want to go ahead and give this as a shout-out yeah. if they're watching. Who knocked on him? Well, we knocked on him. We, we knocked. Both, we, the we receivers? Both, no, the receivers. We both I'm, knocked on I'm him. I'm a little – I mean, hey, I think everybody was knocking on him. Everybody okay? was. I said, everybody I, I had was. confidence but in hold him, on. though. I want to do one thing. Just yeah. in case any yeah. of them are watching. Great job last week. Yep. You're yep. going to get praise right now because they they, they showed up they and they balled out. Yeah, they made catches. They made timely catches. They made some difficult catches. They that right it's, there was exactly what we expected it, out of that group from day one. Now, granted, they're still young. They are, you know what? They are the still thing. young. Neil, Neil brought it up. Loved their Neil, effort. Neil brought this up, and it was a great great point that he said. Man, we catch the ball in practice all day. We just had to translate to the game. Well. It, it translated it last on week. Saturday, yeah. Bryce Ford Wheaton was incredible. TJ Simmons, I love the little touch pass that they rolled with him. He had the, the big cross there. route that he caught. That was big. And that was a great throw by Daggy too. Great play. Oh yeah. I mean, perfectly executed. Well, perfectly like drug right across the, the field. We got the tight ends involved. Oh, um, McLaughlin played an amazing yes. football game. Now, I mean, he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, there ain't now, no question I, about and that. And I will say this: there is one key offensively. And what I'm about to say is going to make you smile mm. because if I heard it once, I heard it a million times Saturday in Morgantown. <laughs> Deggy's going to have to keep hey, a couple of times. He kept it twice. But he's going to have to do it a couple of he more times 
because if you watch that Oklahoma State game, that's really when they struggled defensively was when Sanders got outside yeah. to make some plays with his feet and with his arms. So Deggie's got to be a little more mobile on Saturday. If he sits back in the pocket, that that's not going to be exactly Our the pass protection recipe. has been much better now, here our, lately. Though. Yes, it has been, but I don't think you want to put yourself in a position. I think you have to keep some of those linebackers yeah. For, yeah. for Texas honest. And, and kind of keep their defensive line moving a little bit. Right, right. That, that, that's going to be a key. The, this thing will be won in two places. Who wins the battle in the trenches on both sides of the ball? Absolutely. And turnovers. Yep. Who commits them? Who doesn't? Playing and if clean. you do, do you do it in a critical moment, or is it one of those throwaways and you forget about it? Right. Like we had against Kansas State, the fumble. We totally forgot it existed. I, I still don't remember it. Yeah, I don't really either. I think we, I were, still, I we st- were pretty much ready for country roads at that point. Was it that late? That's yeah, it was. Okay, was okay. But, I mean, here's here's the thing, too, CJ, on, on what you were just saying and what you were talking about, man. The receivers, obviously, played a much better game. We expect to continue to see that. Talking about playing clean, that also includes catching the football. Yes. And I think this week is a stage, you know, they said the Texas Tech game, we're not ready yet, right? But I think we showed that we were ready against Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a key. road test now. We failed the first two. We, we, kind of, we, kind of, we kind of struggled last year early in the year on the road, and then we got the two wins late in November. Hmm. What month is it right now? It's November. It's well, go time and, tomorrow, and man. This, this right here is going to be the mark. When you, when you talk about a team, a Power 5 team, you want to be a contender in the Power 5 yep, yep. for a championship and a national championship in the playoff, consistency is the key, but more importantly, the ability to win outside of your building. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because in the Big 12, flat out, you want to win the Big 12, you've got to find ways to win at Texas, and you've got to find ways to win at Oklahoma in the years that you have to go there. Those are key. Those are huge. And, yeah, with young teams, that's usually kind of the issue, the consistency, yeah. the ability to take it on the road. This team, to me, is a little different. Yes. If Oklahoma you don't State have the, was scoop, a test. the scoop and scores, man, on yes. both road games derail you. If you don't yep. have those, yep. who knows and what you know might what? happen. And you know what? Sometimes you're, you're going to fail those, but here's the thing. You pass, let's say, yeah, we failed the first two. You pass this one. Yeah. Now you're five and two. Yeah. The season feels and looks so much different. No one's in front of you. A hundred percent. Well, the you confidence know, that comes out of that. And I don't want to. I don't want to throw anything in there saying we're conference contender no, 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 at this no, point no, no, in time no. because I'm not saying that we aren't, but I'm not saying we are. There, you know, we we have an outside shot. This, some help. We need to get but, this one done to get into that level. But more importantly, CJ, this is a this is a program builder type of game, yes. right? You know, well, and, and you're coming off of and Neil Brown said it the most complete game they played in his two years. Yeah, absolutely, and he's right. Okay, that's great. Can you do it again, or was last week an anomaly? Oh, it was a dominating performance without question. And let's it was see if it is anomaly or not. But now. Now let's see it again. We, Don't make we, it an outlier. We make, kinda, make it the start of We something. both kind of felt like K-State was playing above their skis, right? I think everyone kind of had that yeah. p- potential well, thought and, process. And we said it on the podcast when we, talk, when we went back and talked about it. Did not love K-State's approach to that game, mm-hmm. especially to start out with three throws. Yep, yep. Was not a big fan. I didn't think they did enough to get uh, the double deuce guy to get deuce yep. involved. Old deucey bond. Um, yep. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't love it from that. And, yeah, you could tell K-State was a little out of it. And West Virginia came out fired up mad. And that's going to be the other thing defensively. They came out with a fire. They wanted to punch K-State in the mouth, yep. and they did it early. Yep. Yep. Oklahoma State, go back and watch that. That defense did not have that same energy level till late. Early. Yeah, true. you got to have it early. Mm-hmm. you got to come out of the gates early. 
And I think we have the possibility of doing that. Yes, no, I agree um, with that. Because I think our kids are really fired up for Texas. Obviously, it's Texas. You know, you feel that way. CJ, well, we got some kids on the roster that oh, Texas didn't really look at. And yeah. you got some kids that are from that area. They, they're going to take out a little person. 100%. 100%. Here's, here's the thing that I look at real quickly as we kind of get into the to the back side of this thing that we're talking about here. We could talk all day on this thing. <laughs> we could talk till noon about it. But we know, you know, we're trying to keep it tight. You know, no huddle, tempo offense a little bit. You know, kind of how we showed at times there last, last week on, you know, on the field. Yeah. But, CJ... We definitely don't have to spot the ball down yet, though. I don't ever want to spot the ball again. Uh, I'll hold the rope, but I won't spot the ball. All right. Okay? Um, here's the thing. We know that our ability to stop the run has really benefited us in our four wins. Yeah. And when we haven't stopped the run, we've really struggled, and we've lost both those games. I don't think there's any stat that's more crucial to that than Saturday. If you look at, if you look at Texas on the year, their carries – They'll go anywhere from about 48 in an OT game, 47, 40, but they're only getting like 118, 159, yeah, they're, they're like, 141, they're like three to, 152. They're three to four yards of carry. It, it, it's not real pretty. Right. It's not exactly great. And so if you can really eliminate that run game, I think that's a huge factor in you winning the football game. If you can really eliminate that run game and not even allow it to be a part of their what they're doing offensively, if you make it Ellinger alone beating you, I think you have a much better chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, something else, CJ, I, I, you know, I kind of wanted to touch on is like, what do you think is the total that we need to get for Letty Saturday to us to feel really good about our offensive football team? I think if you can get Letty in that 130, you want that? 150. I'm okay with 85 to 90. Uh, I think if he gets that, I think we have a uh, real good chance to win because then uh, I think it took the pressure off Daggy a little I bit. I think it does. Um, it, it, here's the thing. I, I think Letty's going to hit triple digits. I hope so. Um, with with what they've shown, uh, the commitment to getting him the ball, the toughness he's shown. Yeah. Um, I mean, they give up 130 I, yards a game on the ground too. Right. But they've been better of late with it. Now they have been better at late. Now now Chuba did yeah. did do some really nice. You know. I had, guess if you want to say better of late, if you think that's a relative term though, too, because they played Baylor with Baylor coming off of a three week bye. Yeah. Before this last well, game versus and, Oklahoma State. And here's the thing too, when you talk about you know. Um, Chuba is what? What do you technical difficulties? What do you consider? Oh, we did a really good job because he has. A, he's a guy that could run for 180 to 220 on you in a blink <clears throat> of an eye. Right. So yeah. So that 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 is that. For me, I I would love to see Letty anywhere. He's got to get to at least 90. Okay. Yeah, I think 90 would be great. I, but I think he's going to end up in that 120 to 130 range because they're going to stay very committed to that. We've seen that out of this team. Um, it's going to set up play action. It helps take some of the pressure off Deggie. It keeps them out of those pressure looks mm-hmm. that they like to get into. Um, I, and so maybe that and that helps out a little bit. Receivers catching the ball yeah. obviously will help out. Right. Of that. So I'd like to see Letty. I'd like to see him at 110 yeah. to 120. I think – if he gets to 90, you've put yourself in a really good yep. position because if he's done that, then also what that tells me too is Sinkfield's gotten some carries and Sinkfield might be around that 50, 60 mark. Right, right, right. So that's really where I think you want to be covered. I think if you're West Virginia, you want to get to as a team total 160 on the ground, mm-hmm. and I think you'd feel really, really good about where you are. Yep. They're not going to do what they did last week and run for like 230. That's, no. That, I mean, that, we average 172 a yards a game on the ground. They give up 130. Like you said, I think in that 150-ish range, you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You feel like you've given yourself a chance. Yeah. One other thing, Tylen Wallace, 
last week. He had a great game for Oklahoma State. I watched that game, and I'm thinking, you know, he's making plays over DBs. I'm hoping our receivers can do that. It it makes me a little concerned, though. Yeah, because I don't know if I don't we have know a guy we, that really I mean, can do Bryce that. Bryce Wheaton can do that. I mean, we have guys that can make plays and get over t- and get you know make those amazing catches and do those things. They just haven't done it. The talent level is there. You know, they finally kind of had a great game. That concerns me some because that was kind of how Oklahoma State really kind of had some big plays in that football game. Yeah. with Kylan Wallace just being a freak. Yeah, well, and that and that's the difference Texas too. defense is playing better. They are, and and that's the thing too. When you talk about a guy like Kylan Wallace, that's a guy who's going to play on Sundays. He's going to make a lot of money at the next level. Uh, freak of an athlete can high point the ball with just about anybody. Um, is is a very unique, talented mm-hmm. player. You're mm-hmm. you're not going to find a lot of those guys. No, you're not. Um, but we've got receivers that can make plays. Now they're not going to over. They're not going to jump high point a ball over a DB. Like we don't have a lot of those guys. We got a couple that might be able to do it here and there consistently. Right. Is a completely different. Hope we question. use the middle of the field with with the tight ends. Yes. I think that's a huge now, thing. Simmons in the middle, Reese Smith in the middle. I think those will be yeah. big. Maybe Esdell getting a little more run. We saw Sam Brown. I mean, you had eight catches last week from the receivers. That's big. Hopefully you get a lot more of that this week. Yeah, definitely um, have to spread it around, um, yeah. make some catches, make some plays. Um, yards after the catch will be another interesting stat to pay attention to. Yeah, and watch I think as so, the day too. Goes on. I think so, too, because, you know, when you really get down to it, that will keep us on the field on third downs, which I think is a huge stat for us. We want to be on the football field. If we're on the field, it doesn't allow Ellinger to kind of have those grinding drives. That, that they kind yeah, of that's the one thing you want to you want to stay away from because if you look, I mean, they're averaging I think almost thirty minutes time of possession a game. Yeah, um, they've had some where it was really kind of interesting where they've gotten absolutely selected in time of possession but won the game. They've mm-hmm. had some where they dominated time of possession, didn't win the game. So you, you do have to kind of pay attention to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. What you don't want to do is Ellinger to put one of those fifteen play drives together that just sucks the life and gas out of your defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Their offense, is, their offense has the ability to run the ball. It hasn't done it that well, but it has the ability to do it. Although, not having Ingram is a huge loss. And I think that's, I don't think they faced that defensive level, maybe Oklahoma State, but they didn't really do that much offensively versus Oklahoma State. So that makes you feel a little good about our possibilities there for Saturday. Um, CJ, real quickly here too, just kind of wanted to hit on this. Um, they're, they're not a great scoring defense. They give up points. Now, granted, some of that's the outlier with the Texas Tech game, but still. Well, they played, they, what, like six overtime quarters already this yeah, year? Yeah, I mean, and, but they gave up 31 to TCU. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a good offense by anybody's imagination. No. Um, so that kind of is like, huh, we got to see about well, that. I, I think Texas's defense is kind of a microcosm, and anybody that's listened to our podcast has heard me say this in our season preview, that you were going to see – defenses have to play catch-up as the season went on, right? Right. Look, look at Navy's first game against Texas BYU. Texas kind of done that. No, no real contact. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Maybe that was kind of the issue with Texas. Now that they're into some games, you've gotten live action. You've gotten live hits. You're back into that mode of practice. You're starting to see that defense kind of round into shape a little bit. Yep, yep. Because you got to wonder, not everybody kind of went through the same things. A lot of teams went very non-contact Depending on your practice. state, depending on your, unfortunately, your, politics of your state, red or blue, depending on what kind of Athletic, athletic ability you had. I mean, well, there's a lot of things that played there. But what you had, you know, not only just you know, the state politics that played into it, or maybe even the school's politics as far as like I mean, what the athletic department. Just, the thinking, heads of, of the just thinking about this real quick. San Jose State, right, playing a game tonight. They they weren't able to take showers or practice at their facility, and this is still November. 
So, yeah. like, you think about that from perspective of, like, you know, Texas versus West Virginia versus – it's just that aspect right, of it, different things are at play. So, defenses are improving a little bit more as the season goes this year, especially when Texas has the talent. So, there's oh, no yeah. question that that could happen and yeah, that so could I become think better. I think you're starting to see it kind of round in. Um, I don't – they're nowhere near a finished product. They're right. nowhere near – I mean, near... their size great, but I don't really like any of their other – I mean, the D-tackle is also good, but I don't really like their linebacker play. I think their DBs are big, but I don't think they're great. I think people they're may physical, over but them. They're, they're physical, but I wouldn't call them – Texas, historically, their their secondary have been kind of ball hawks. Mm-hmm. They've been able to go up, make plays, break passes up, create not the same turnovers. They're, they're, they're not that group right now. Yeah. Um, some of that is they are a little young on that side of the ball. Um, that kind of plays into it a little bit, too. Um, so, but like I said, I think they're starting to run in shape. They're no, they're nowhere near elite. No, um, they're going to give up plays. Absolutely. Um, and the interesting thing is, we talked about Ellinger wants to make big plays. Well, West Virginia doesn't give them up. No, I mean you could count on one hand the big plays they've given up this year: the big run against Oklahoma State, the big throw against Kansas State, or Kansas State got late, like right, right before halftime. Right before halftime. Um, they the, just they haven't they have two or three big plays really all season. That, that's really it. Oklahoma so that's State won. Interesting... Two pops in the run and one big pass. Really, yeah. So that's going to be kind and, of fun to watch. And one Saturday. other thing too, CJ, that we did um, this week that we hadn't done in prior weeks, we really did a good job of. Um, oh man, we really we really did a good job of creating explosive plays ourselves. Yes, for the first time all year, we had six plays. Of 30-plus yards against Kansas State, where we only had 11 in the prior five games. We talked about is that scheme, is that players. I think that's just guys finally hold on to footballs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you are breaking out a few a few new wrinkles well, here and, and there. But that's a huge stat. I don't think you have to have 30-yard-plus plays against no. Texas here. But if we get a bunch of 20-yard plays, that's huge. Yeah, and, and it's kind of what Neil said when he kept saying, you know, the offensive production, it's there. It just doesn't look like it's there. That we're, was Saturday was proof of what he was saying. We're close. That we're that we're close. We're super close. All you know, and we said it. All it takes is a couple of catches, right? Drops are contagious. Well, so is catching the football. A couple it's catches, contagious. and it is, and it's been for them. Yeah. It has. I mean, the, everyone made the catches. Twenty twenty seems like the perfect year to just say something's contagious. Uh yeah. And, that's, <laughs> and I don't think anybody's gonna anybody's gonna downplay that opinion at Probably all. Probably not. Um, on you there, CJ. So man, let's kind of get to the to the to finality here. Okay. Um, keys for Saturday and prediction from you, sir. Key, keys for Saturday. Um, play clean. Um, you know, I, to me the the big the two big keys. Well, I got three. I got three big keys. Three. Who wins? Who wins the battle of the trenches? Okay. Okay. That's gonna go check a long mark. Way I to, believe. Yeah, that's gonna go a long way to determine who wins this game. Yeah. Big plays. Do you create them or do you give them up? Because Texas is going to take their shots. Yep. Do we stay disciplined? Do we not give those up? Because that's what Ellinger lives on. True. Okay? That's true. Turnovers. Turnovers for a game like this where you've got two teams that are, you could say, very evenly matched. Okay? I think so. I don't care what the predictions say. I don't care what the polls say. Very evenly who matched Who cares teams. about polls? Yes. Amen. So, turnovers, who wins the trenches, those are going to be the two big ones, and the explosive plays. Can you limit what you give up and create a couple yourself? Right. That those those three things right there are going to be huge on Saturday. Yep. If the Mountaineers don't give up big plays to Ellinger, win the battle of the trenches, can find a way to create a turnover, mm-hmm. not have any bad ones themselves, 
marks up extremely well for a W for them in Austin in a place that that's not something that's something we've not uncommon. Accustomed. Yeah, it's we've not come uncommon. accustomed to going down to going down there, flashing horns down, and coming home with a W. Yeah. So what's your what you got to score, man? All right. I told you before we started. I had one that was going to shock you a little bit. Okay. Okay. 34-31, Mountaineer win. 34-31. Here's where the big prediction comes in. OT? No. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. a little homer here. Okay? For those of you that don't know, I'm a Cross Lanes Christian School graduate. Casey Legg (laughs) is a warrior. Casey Legg at the horn, 34-31, horns down, Mountaineers come home with a W. I don't, I don't. I don't dislike anything. About that at all. <laughs> I'm calling the walk off for Casey Leg. I love the walk off for Casey Leg. CJ, I'm going to go a little differently than you here. Okay. I think we're going to do a much better job defensively than you think we're going to do. Okay. I think we're going to force Sam Ellinger into a couple of turnovers. I think we're going to run the football well with Letty. I think we're going to make plays. I don't know if we're going to see a similar game to what we saw last last week, and I don't think we're going to get that type of extreme. I think we're going to beat Texas here Saturday, 28-24. to 24. Okay. 28-24, to 24, Mountaineers win it. I don't see Casey Legg factoring in. I think we're going to finish in the red zone with our touchdowns. I think we're going to create a t- turnovers or two. I think we're going to make them kick a couple field goals. And I think they're going to get kind of squirrely going for some twos and different things like that. Um, I see West Virginia winning this football game because I think Tony Fields will be an X factor in the Sam Ellinger run game equation i like our i like our linebackers and i like our secondary granted this is a big test this is the test of the season at this yep. point for this defense but i think they're going to be ready for it cj i really do and i also think this is the type of game where neil brown maybe out coaches tom herman maybe we don't have the talent that they have on the field but yeah, i just have a feeling man there's a weird feeling about this game for us everyone's kind of doubting us you know, we're a six-point dog. When do we typically play our best football? Well, when we're the dogs. dog. When and we're the Tom dog. Herman typically is a favorite. Not real yep. good. And I'm thinking at 3.30 Saturday, man, we'll uh, be cheers and maybe getting a little cigar and uh, listen to a little country road, my friend. Not guys of Texas. No, no. Well, they don't even like that anymore. Yeah. Yep. Till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, welcome to the porch, y'all. <laughs>